Legal Thoughts, Coleman Jackson, Attorney and Counselor at Law. Welcome to Tax Thoughts. My name is Coleman Jackson and I am an attorney at Coleman Jackson PC, a taxation, litigation, and immigration law firm based in Dallas, Texas. Our topic for today is liability of remote sellers to collect, remit, and report Texas sales taxes after Wayfair. Other members of Coleman Jackson PC are Ulyssa Molina, Tax Legal Assistant, Raina Munoz, Immigration Legal Assistant, and Myra Torres, Public Relations Associate. On this Legal Thoughts podcast, our Public Relations Associate, Myra Torres, will be asking the questions and I will be responding on this important tax topic, liability of remote sellers to collect, remit, and report sales taxes in Texas after Wayfair. Hello, good morning, Coleman. My name is Myra. For everyone that hasn't met me yet, I am the Legal Assistance Associate at Coleman Jackson's PC. Um, today's first question is um, regarding the Wayfair. What businesses located outside of Texas are required to collect remit sales taxes to the state of Texas after Wayfair? Who is Wayfair? Wayfair refers to a United States Supreme Court decision decided on June 21st, 2018, in a case that is called South Dakota versus Wayfair Incorporation. The case involved a dispute between South Dakota and Wayfair Inc. Well, what was the dispute about? That's a good question. Wayfair Inc. was not located in South Dakota and had no physical presence within the state. Wayfair Inc. sold goods from its remote location to customers who lived in South Dakota. They were an internet-based company. The question in the case is, when can an out-of-state seller be required to collect and remit sales taxes to a state where they have no physical presence. So why was there even in doubt that South Dakota could make Wayfair an out-of-state seller collect taxes on purchases of goods and services by South Dakota residents? Well, in this particular case, this is the answer to this question. I'm going to explain the concerns with respect to states imposing legal duties on out-of-state residents as it relates to sales taxation. The issue here is the free flow of interstate commerce. Number one, the Constitution of the United States gives Congress the power to regulate commerce in Article One, Section 8, Clause 3. Number two, the concern of the framers of the Constitution was division within the United States where states are fighting among themselves, imposing economic burdens on the free flow of commerce. Number three, the Commerce Clause limits the state's regulation of commerce. The U.S. Supreme Court will allow a state to tax commerce so long as it meets all of these conditions. Number one, the tax applies to an activity with a substantial nexus with the taxing state. Number two, the tax is fairly apportioned. Number three, the tax does not discriminate against interstate commerce. And four, the tax is fairly related to the services 
the state provides. Condition number one is the only one in question in the Wayfair case. The tax applies to an activity with a substantial nexus with the taxing state. In those states that have a sales tax statute, remember that all states do not have a state sales tax statute. Before Wayfair, sellers had to have a physical presence with a state in order to, for that state to impose a liability on a merchant to collect sales taxes on purchases of goods and services. That is known as the Quill Physical Presence Test from the U.S. Supreme Court decision in 1992 in the Quill Corporation versus North Dakota case. After Wayfair, which involves South Dakota, out-of-state sellers can be held responsible for collection and payment of sales taxes to a state by selling a product or service to customers within the state. The court said that physical presence in a state can be established merely by selling goods and services to customers in the state. No employees or offices or other physical presence is required in order to establish substantial nexus in the taxing state. So now mere shipping goods and services into a state may bring remote sellers within the scope of out-of-state sales tax statutes. The Supreme Court in Wayfair said that imposing this sales tax collection, remittance, and reporting requirement in some circumstances did not violate the Commerce Clause of the United States Constitution, Article 1, Clause 3. Okay. Who is a remote seller selling goods and services to people who live in Texas? Are they liable to collect, remit, report, and keep records of Texas taxable sales? The answer to the, uh, your series of questions is this. Number one, a remote seller is defined in Texas Tax Code Section 3.286A4LNJ as any seller whose only activities in Texas are the remote solicitation of sales, which includes activities such as solicitation by catalogs, flyers, radio, television, telephone, or internet. Number two, sellers outside of Texas who sell goods and services to Texas residents are required to collect, remit, and report Texas sales and use tax effective October 1, 2019, if they made total sales of $500,000 into Texas for a prior 12-month period. If the appropriate sales tax is not properly collected, the use tax must be submitted to the Texas Comptroller of Public Accounts. Number three, and yes, remote sellers must keep proper books and records of all Texas taxable sales transactions and have them available for inspection and examination in compliance with 34 Texas Tax Code Section 3.281. The Texas Tax Code specifically identifies the types of records that all sellers of taxable goods and services must maintain for at least four years. Number four, Texas Comptroller Auditors are permitted by the Texas Tax Code to estimate taxable sales in the event 
a seller fails to maintain and present the required records for inspection at the request of the Texas Comptroller. What is sales tax and use tax rate? The current sales tax rate in Texas is 6.25% for the state, and each local taxing authority can charge up to 2% in addition to that. The maximum allowable sales tax rate in Texas is 8.25%. Number two, as for remote sellers, Texas permits them to charge a flat rate of 1.75% instead of the local rate, which changes from county to county, city to city, school district to school district throughout the state of Texas. Remote sellers make this election by filing form 01-799, remote sellers intent to elect or revoke use of single local use tax rate with the comptroller's office. If remote seller does not make this election on a timely basis, they must compute, collect, and remit the local tax based on the local tax applicable to the location to which they ship the goods or perform the service in Texas. Okay, those are all great answers. I also have another question. So who administers the limited sales, use, and excess tax laws in Texas? Okay, the excise tax. Limited sales, use, and excise tax. The Texas Comptroller of Public Accounts are charged by the tax code for administering the Texas limited sales, use, and excise tax statutes. Are all remote sellers required to do this now? No, these requirements do not apply to all remote sellers. A remote seller whose total Texas revenue from sales into Texas in the preceding 12 calendar months are less than $500,000 is not required to attain a sales tax permit. And they are not required to collect and remit any sales tax to Texas. The sales are computed on gross revenue, not net revenue. As of April 1, 2020, remote sellers must combine sales made through all mediums with delivery into Texas to determine whether they must collect, remit, and report Texas sales. The threshold, as I've said, is $500,000. Wow, it just all seems so complex of an issue. Yes, we have just a brief outline here in this podcast of the issues and sales tax laws applicable to remote sellers since the Wayfair decision of the U.S. Supreme Court. Listeners should stay tuned and follow our podcast. They should subscribe to our podcast and read our blogs as we might revisit this topic in the future. This is the end of Legal Thoughts for now. Thanks for giving us the opportunity to inform you about how the Texas tax code requires remote sellers to collect, remit, and report sales taxes on sales made to Texas residents to the Texas Comptroller. If you want to see or hear more taxation, litigation, and immigration legal thoughts from Coleman Jackson PC, stay tuned. Subscribe to our podcast. We are here in Dallas, Texas, and want to inform, educate, and encourage our communities on topics dealing with taxation, litigation, and immigration.
Until next time, take care. <laughs>